0: Stop me if you've heard this one before. An engineer, an Air Force vet slash law school student, and a human resources employee walk into a hobby game shop and decide to invest and buy the store. Alex Reno, she's the HR employee in the story, will tell you that she, her husband, the engineer, and her cousin, the law school student and veteran, probably don't sound like your typical game store owners. And the funny thing is, the now family-owned shop Card Attics, located in Pelham, Alabama, also hasn't behaved like your typical game store. They've done much better, in fact, growing incredibly fast in the year that they've been in business. So much so that they're already preparing to move into a larger location. There are not so secret secrets to success in just a moment. You're listening to the Wizards Play Network podcast. I'm your host and Wizards Play Network community manager, Michael E. Chow. Thanks so much for joining me on this very first episode. This podcast is intended as a resource for retailers that are a part of the Wizards Play Network and for any retailer aspiring to join the network. In each episode, we will be featuring a theme relevant to delivering customers the best retail experience. We will also feature a store owner and their store, hearing directly from you guys about the things you're doing to stand out in a competitive market. Following that, I'll chat with different folks here at Wizards to bring you a behind-the-scenes look at upcoming events, promotions, and products, giving you guys a heads-up on how you can take full advantage of what's coming up next. The podcast will then wrap up with listener mail. This week, we're talking about crafting unique experiences. And for that, I'll turn it back to Alex Reynaud, the store owner from the beginning. I met her at a trade show and recently got to catch up with her a little bit to learn more about her store.
1: My name is Alex Rado. I'm one of the owners at Card Addicts in Pelham, Alabama.
0: And thank you so much for taking time to join us on the podcast today. Absolutely. So, uh, how did you guys get started as a a store?
1: Uh, Well, our story is a little bit different. Um, I have two partners. It's a family-owned business. It's myself, my husband, and my cousin TJ. Um, My husband is an engineer by trade. TJ is a Air Force vet, and he's also a law student, and then myself, I, I worked in human resources in a corporate environment, so we're not really your typical card shop owners, <laughs> to say the <laughs> least. Um, we were all just kind of, you know, hanging out, playing in our in our free time, and uh, the owners of the store that we're in now um, had to sell, and we thought it would be a good business opportunity, so we picked it up, and it was kind of, you know, the rest is history from there.
0: That's Awesome. And how long have you guys been around now?
1: Uh, A little over a year.
0: Excellent, and you guys are a advanced store, correct? We are. Awesome, and uh, how long did it take to get you guys from kind of where you were up to your current level?
1: Uh, It took us exactly six months to get to advance. we actually read a article on how to get to advanced um, status by having a pizza party on one of the WPN articles. And so we just kind of followed some of the advice on there. And we had a really big umbrella event where we taught a ton of new players how to play magic. And they would just come in with their families all day long. And we had the the free uh, magic decks that you guys send out. And we just taught everybody how to play. And it was a really successful event. And we hit our numbers that we needed to move us to that next level.
0: Wow, that's awesome. That's really pretty quick growth. And I believe last time we talked, you had mentioned uh, that you guys are pretty close to Advanced Plus right now, right?
1: Yeah, I think we're less than 20 unique players away from being uh, Advanced Plus, which is really exciting.
0: (laughs) That's really, really cool. Um, What are some of the strategies you guys use to grow so quickly?
1: Well, um, we started off kind of small, so uh, I've mentioned to you that we started off with maybe 40 to 50 regulars, and now we're pushing a little over 200, Um, so that kind of growth has been pretty significant for us, and the thing that we want to focus on the most is just quality over quantity for us at this time you know just providing good experiences and not just hosting tournaments you know we want to make Mm -hmm. sure that every single time we have an event or an engagement that um, we're actually interacting and providing an experience for our customers and and not just a a pay to play
0: that's really cool and you mentioned that really awesome sounding pizza party event with a lot of new players and you mentioned families too Uh, is that part of kind of your uh, targeting demographic and strategies
1: yeah, absolutely. We um put a big focus on families. We think that one of the most untapped markets is definitely women and children. If you can get moms on board, the whole family uh, will play. So (laughs) that's just kind of one of the things that we've really had to focus on. Um, The thing that helps us a lot with that is having a code of conduct from the beginning Mm -hmm. and enforcing it, you know, and making sure that whether there's children in the store or not, that everybody's playing by the rules. So we don't allow swearing or vaping or just (laughs) anything that would deter families from coming into the store. Mm -hmm. Um, And at first it was a little hard to implement because you know people are used to a certain thing but uh now we have feedback like you know i can't imagine playing somewhere else you Mm. know because i've gotten used to this real happy friendly safe environment so it's really great
0: yeah that's really awesome and i love also what you said about not only the inclusivity but about creating these experiences for your players Uh, what are some different events that you've run recently that you guys are pretty proud of
1: we were really excited about our Eldritch Moon pre-release, especially for our midnight event. We kind of went all out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a pretty cool idea to do a zombie photo booth. Uh, we went and picked up some green craft paper from just our local office supply shop. It was I mean, not even five bucks for a roll. And uh, we put it up on the wall like a green screen and encouraged everybody to dress up in their best zombie garb and come in and take a picture in front of our green screen. And then my partner, TJ, who has been doing a lot of work in Photoshop, pulled a a high quality graphic of Liliana and her zombie army um, from the WPN resources. And we were able to Photoshop our zombies right into that zombie scene. So it was really fun and really exciting. Um, We made some Liliana Pop Funko trophies, and uh, so we were able to give away a box of Eldritch Moon and a special trophy for the contest winner. So it was really great. They voted all week on Facebook, and we shared an album and really got people engaged with the release. It's really good.
0: Yeah, that's super cool. I love that you not only created a really cool experience, but then you expanded it out to your greater community via social uh-huh. and, and the voting online. That's really fun. And I, I, did you say that the butcher paper cost $5?
1: Yes, I did. It's <laughs> it's just like, a think about like wrapping paper that okay. you get for your presents. Uh-huh. And uh, they have that for teachers. It's called craft paper. And you can go to any of your local supply shops and they have all different kinds of patterns. And I just lucked out and they had a solid green. I said, this is going to be perfect for a green screen. <laughs> Yeah. And it was very cheap and really fun to do.
0: I love that. Yeah, I think I think sometimes uh, it can be intimidating for some of our retailers to you know think about oh I want to run a really big exciting you know experience event, but it's probably going to cost a lot of money, right? And I love that you guys were able to do something that sounded really cool and effective on such a small budget. That's really cool.
1: Absolutely, we laugh all the time in our store uh, because I guess I'm I'm the creative girly one, so to speak. <laughs> so uh, we always talk about how half my job is cutting and coloring because I always feel like I'm just either you know pasting something or coloring something or or cutting out something all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so I know that you guys do a lot to reach out to your casual crowd and to families. Uh, do you guys also have a competitive uh, scene of players as well?
1: We do, especially since we hit advanced status. Our PPTQs and our um, Grand Prix qualifiers have been very successful. We've been pretty happy with the turnout on those. Um, Just this week, we're really excited. On Sunday coming up, we've got the PPTQ qualifier for um, Dublin, which is going to be a modern event. And uh, we just had a phone call. We're in Alabama, and we have five or six players traveling from Florida just to come to our event. So we're really excited about this weekend and just the growth that we've had in our more um, competitive side of the tournaments it's really exciting
0: yeah and so you've talked about crafting these cool experiences for some of your more casual events what do you guys do to make your uh, competitive events more feel like an experience to be able to draw players all the way from florida
1: absolutely well one of the things that we really try to focus on is treating every event Uh, differently and kind of gauging the players that are there. So if you have a casual event with a lot of new players, you don't want to make the prize support so top heavy that people get discouraged and don't want to play. And so if there's a more casual event, we want to make it more um, participatory where, you know, everybody gets a little something for being there and then, you know, the winner will get a little something extra. For our competitive events, uh, we want to make that prize pool really heavy, really worth that time. You know, normally these bigger events are 20, 25, something sometimes $30, just depending on whatever it is. Sure. And so we want to make sure that those players who have worked, you know, for months and have put all this time and dedication into their decks get rewarded for, you know, that dedication that they've had to the game. So we, you know, either big cash prizes or very heavy um, booster pack prize pools, and gearing that more towards the top. And then what we like to do is uh, to keep everybody else engaged. We do, do door prizes. Mm. And so we put that in our budget so the people that, you know, aren't getting that time top eight or top four um are still being able to win something. So it's just kind of gauging what your um target players are and, and making that experience special for their needs.
0: That's really cool. That sounds really exciting.
1: Uh, we're so excited. Like I said, when we were at Core, you know, we were hosting maybe one or two pre-releases just trying to get, you know, our name out there. And now we've got a magic event. It feels like maybe two or three times a month these days. And it's just really exciting to, to have the community here and supporting our store.
0: That's awesome. Uh, if we were in the neighborhood, how do we find you guys and where can we find you guys online?
1: Sure. So we are located in Pelham, Alabama, and our uh, street address is going to be 2152B Pelham Parkway. Um, for online, you can check us out at www.mycardaddiction.com. We're also on Facebook, backslash Card Addicts, and on Twitter at MyCardAddiction.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for talking with us today. That was uh, Alex from Card Addicts in Alabama, and if you're in town, you should definitely go check them out. They're a pretty awesome store. And uh, we look forward to seeing all the awesome growth that you continue to have and uh, to seeing when you guys hit Advanced Plus.
1: Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate it.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much, Alex. That was Alex Renault of Card Addicts in Pelham, Alabama. As you guys are probably aware, Conspiracy Take the Crown is just around the corner. I recently got to sit down and chat with someone who worked very hard on that set and helped plan an exclusive preview event that involves seven lucky retailers from around the world.
2: I'm Adam Colby, uh, Manager of Global Brand Marketing. Tell me a little bit about the preview plan for Conspiracy. Sure. We're really excited about this. This is something we've never done before. We'll still have our normal preview plan with uh, our sites on our website and our partner sites where we show off the new mechanics and a lot of the new cards and even some of the, the reprints. But uh, we're giving several, seven stores around the world a special opportunity to preview the bulk of the set, including some of the juicier new cards and, uh, and reprints. They will get, a week before the product comes out, they'll get an opportunity to draft the set with, their, with the people from their community. And then share that information out with the community at large, the global magic community. Well, that sounds incredible. Uh, So the seven stores are going to get the chance
0: for eight of their players to be the first people outside of Wizards to draft Conspiracy for the first time. And they're going to be seeing all kinds of new stuff. That's really awesome.
2: Uh, how How did this event come about? How did it emerge? Conspiracy is what we call one of the innovation products that we make. Its goal is to push our boundaries of what we do with Magic, but it also pushes our boundaries for what we do with marketing. And we wanted to find a new and innovative way to preview this set. Um, We wanted to see what we could do on a store level to get that information out there uh, to the community. We had a very small group of people and I liken it to this sort of dark, uh, smoky <laughs> back room that uh, most people think of with a conspiracy. Uh, we, th- we liked the, the notion that it was a very small thing and it was kind of underground, but that it would be broadcast very widely. And once we started with that seed, we got to this point, and we're really happy with the with the direction it's taking.
0: I think that's one thing that makes me so excited about this particular uh, preview and marketing plan is that it uh, not only is you know really great in that it's a strategy to amplify the message out there and reach more customers, but also in how you guys weave in the fantasy and the flavor of the set itself and uh, the themes of the set to uh, not only execute the marketing plan, but on all, all those different levels, which is pretty cool. Uh, so, uh, th- tell me a little bit more
2: about how that event's going to go for those seven stores. Sure. Uh, on the August 20th, which is the day of the event, uh, the community managers from each region will show up at uh, the appropriate store with a special set of booster packs that they'll have uh and then get eight people to the opportunity to draft. Uh, those players will get to see all these new cards. They'll get to play with the new mechanics, and they'll be the first people outside of Wizards to play with the the set. And they'll of course be able to share that information out with the world. And they can share it with their friends. And and, uh, and the Wizards of the Coast community will amplify that message out to the the broader Magic community.
0: That's right. So these players themselves will be posting to Facebook and Twitter. And as then, well as the stores, yeah. Uh, and the stores as well, We're using the store page. And then uh, our community managers will help share that out with all of our audience. Absolutely. That's really cool. Uh, it's, it's an awesome opportunity too for these stores to kind of get in front of a bunch of new eyeballs uh, across the magic fandom, right? Absolutely. Very cool. Uh, how do we pick these seven stores? This is a pretty cool opportunity.
2: Right. Uh, we actually asked the community managers and the marketing managers in each region to find a store that uh, sort of exemplified what it was to be in the WPN, the really great stores. They have great communities, but also had a, a strong social media presence and a strong community online that would be able to be amplified out to the global level. Each community manager uh, reached out to some of these stores and they did some interviewing and figured out which stores they wanted to do. And we vetted that thing and, with with the stores, of course, make sure that they were comfortable with it (laughs) because we're asking kind of a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, And uh, we came up with this list of stores that we were we're very happy with
0: yeah uh, well i can't wait to see how the event unfolds uh you guys should check it out and uh, tune in to your social media outlets for magic on uh, august 20th and that's when all of this is going to be going down so you get to see uh, that excitement live then and thank you so much Colby, for taking time to talk to us a little bit about how uh, the conspiracy is going to roll out great thank you very much and that's going to be it for this episode in the future, this is where I would address any questions or mail I got, but as this is the first episode, I obviously don't have any mail yet. However, if you do have a question, a thought, or suggestion, or you'd be interested in being on the podcast in the future, don't hesitate to drop me a line at michael.e.chow@wizards.com. at wizards.com. We'd also love to hear what you think about the podcast and what you'd like to hear more of, who you'd like me to talk with, and what we would like us to feature and talk about. This is first and foremost intended as a tool for you guys, and I'm really excited to continue to develop it to be the most useful it possibly can be. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll check in with you next time.